Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. Hey, welcome back to uh, another episode of Next Door Neighbors. Don't worry, we're completely fine. <laughs> your audio is just a little off. <laughs> Nobody's sick here. Nobody's sick here. My voice doesn't sound nasally. It's the audio. It's the audio. Alex's voice. It's not raspy. It's not raspy. It's, it's just audio. your audio. So uh, get a better stereo system for your it's, car. Or and your it's headphones. your audio, not ours. Yeah. Get better headphones or car <laughs> audio, whatever it is. So that's just Get a new at. phone. Yeah. We have always sounded like this. In fact, <laughs> I feel like we have the best audio acoustic we've ever worked with before. And our voices sound amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Uh so today was the first time I was golfing. Um, me and Mark went, oh, hit the links. Well, before you talk about that, <coughs> I just want to say. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> was that just another audio thing? Yes, audio thing. Nothing happened here. <laughs> Nothing. I just want to say um, major props to myself for not feeling great and still rallying. To do this podcast, we just it's important. we just said that there's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> you, you can't just you can't everybody's feeling alive and well. Hit, you can't hit psych and then hit that. No, point. there's just that, no. I'm just saying kudos oh, to me you, for you're coming tired, on because you're tired. I I'm you. just tired. I'm not sick at all. Right. I haven't been laying in bed for four days. Yes, not being able to get up. I haven't been just you know, hold up in the bed by yeah. myself. None of that. Very proud I've of, been very proud of you for just high energy. Yeah, I like it. High energy this whole week, but not too high. Just My voice has never sounded better. Okay. My nasal passages have never been clearer. Okay. I guess I would clear that up. We're, we're very thorough with that. One. Uh, but still, kudos to us for. Cheers. Yeah. Um, so I was I hit the links today for the first time. It was uh, 29 degrees outside, 28 degrees. I didn't realize that. I thought, I looked at the forecast and I was like, oh, it's going to be like 50 degrees. Not realizing Not morning, when, when we yeah. So uh, we played around a nine golf, uh, nine hole of golf. And uh, the greens were completely frozen. And on the ninth hole, after we're done, my buddy Mark was like, hey, good game. Nice playing with you. I'll see you on Sunday. And I was like, what's going on Sunday? He's like, well, we're coming over. Oh, yeah. I didn't Bowl. tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious to me how disconnected I am from our home activities. Now, you and I have never sat down and be like, well, I'm thinking about planning a Super Bowl party. <laughs> Only because I feel like this week has been, we just haven't like seen each other sure, because no. I've been sick. Not sick. <clears throat> You've been working and you're gone. And... Tuesday and I also d feel like it might not happen because I am under the weather so I was like maybe I shouldn't even tell him <laughs> oh yeah it was exciting to be like what's going on Friday he's like he's like we're coming over and I was like well I usually get told where to show up the day of so I it's nothing's out of the I did moment. put it in the calendar I wrote Super Bowl I think just put it in there be like hey don't forget we're watching the Super Bowl <laughs> Not like oh, I was going way, to tell you at some point. I don't care. Truly, I don't. Yeah. And, you know, I've just had to cancel so many things already this weekend because sure. I wasn't able to make it. By the way, you had quite a bit of things planned. Like you I had know. like a Galentine's thing, then you had a dance party thing, then you had a concert thing, concert, then you had yeah. this Super Bowl Super Bowl thing. 
well, just my luck. Hey. I had to cancel all of it. Well, I'm proud of you because usually what you intend to do is if you ever get sick, now that you are, but if, if you ever get sick uh, and there's an event, you're usually ridden down with like one day and then because of your FOMO, you're like, I just like pretend I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> and then you just go. <laughs> you're on the side. And then I come home and feel awful because I'm like, I let my body relax finally. Yeah. Yeah. That usually happens. This time I knew I couldn't because like I already don't feel well. Like even if I try to rally this, this time it's different. I just feel my body like aches and I feel tired, which usually I feel like kind of sick. And then I feel like a little bit better and I'm, it's kind of up and down this time. I felt a little bit better, but then the last two days, like my body just aches. Hold on a second. Here's what you tend to do. And this is a pattern that I figured out. You, are very tough. You will go one day of sickness, mm -hmm. and then because you rested and you hung down, like you hunker down, you're like, okay, I'm feeling better today. And then you go, I'm gonna go work out. Yeah, and of then course, because then I wasn't able to work out for that drains all of your energy, and you get back set quite a bit. I know it happens every time, and then I and then I'm sick for the next three days. Now, what happened to my voice? Why is it that <laughs> I sound like you have sounded like this? I'm sure if we go back. Four podcast episodes. This is going to be your not, voice. Not, not, not. And now my bad. voice sounds like your voice. Not this bad. I don't know what it sounds like in your head, but like my voice. Right now, yours sounds like you're just a like little, little congested, like nasally. Me, I sound like I've been smoking for the last 60 years. And I've only been alive for 34. So, But 60 years of smoking. We, I, so what happened to me is on Tuesday, so I've, I've had this thing. Did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked one? about it. We don't need to bring it back up. Laryngitis. If you yeah, go, go, go check it back. Laryngitis, they, there's no like steroids don't help you. Antibiotics don't help you because it's a viral thing. Nothing helps. So they're like, just take it easy. Old you Alex, can't. old Alex can't take it easy. So I end up being placed in these positions in life to where I have to like vocalize myself. Well, not to mention your content is a lot of talking for your job. Sure, sure. But business. but that's not what takes me back. What takes me back is like every time Yelling. I go skiing and I'm wearing a <clears throat> ski mask and now I have to holler at people. Like So I was actually getting kind of a little bit better. The it's voice was getting better, a little better. Yeah. You don't want to. They're saying like go easy on your voice because it's your vocal cords. There's inflammation there. And... Um, I got a really rare opportunity to join a group of people who rented at a cat ski. A cat ski is, if anybody doesn't know, it looks like a tank on a ski resort with a plow up front and you go on the back side of the mound that nobody gets access to and you have access to some of the most pristine skiing that's available. The in the powder yeah. you could possibly imagine. Experience of a lifetime for me. But the group that organized it, and I was their 10th, because you need 10 people to have this thing, uh, they all knew each other since high school, 30 years ago. Everybody's in their 40s and 50s, uh, or early 40s and like, you know, upper 50, uh, upper 40s, lower 40s and upper 40s. So just 40s. Just 40s. <laughs> That's another way to round it out. <laughs> and uh, I go there and obviously everybody knows everybody and they nothing, they haven't like lost the beat. And so I'm the new person there, I'm me and, my, and another guy. And that's where everybody like the make small talk. Like, what do you do for a living? Right. Oh, that's interesting. How do you make money doing? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of explaining and talking, and 
And at that point, because the cat, the the cat itself, it's it it's loud. It's like a tank, right? So it's not like it's quiet and insulated like a car ride. So you have to like project your voice. And mm. here I am today. Now the day after that skiing, that was on Tuesday. Uh, today's uh, sorry, that was yeah, that was Tuesday. Uh, today's Friday. On Wednesday, I was whispering all day. I was yeah, absolutely I whispering. Like- it was Wednesday was Wednesday and Thursday were your rough days. My voice has never been that shot. And that's strictly from just trying to project my voice to like talk to people and like mingle and whatnot. But here we are. Should I get you like um one of those like whiteboards so you can just like write what you want to say? I know, I know you're trying to be mean, but <laughs> yes, mean? yes, get me one. <laughs> no, I think it will help. I, you I, I talk. listen at this I'm point, sure the kids would love it. At this point, like I know Kyle and I are recording on Monday, today's Friday, and uh, I'm praying that my voice is going to be back somewhat, and it will be. Usually it's like day by day, it gets better and better, but it's getting to the point where it's so frustrating of this like up and down, up and down effect that, oh my God, I just want my voice back. I, we, we did a disclaimer when we did the, uh, the pantry video and we put a little like caption thing, like, sorry, got an upper respiratory thing. Did you do another one of those? That video was like the first week of January. Well, here we are in February. Having to do another one? We're almost we're almost in the middle of February. Yeah. And here we are like going like, hey, why is this voice going down? I, I feel like you need to go see someone. See, was it didn't get what? I don't know, at least. Hey, at this point, if I go see somebody, they're gonna be like, you got cancer in your throat. So is that what you're afraid of? No, I'm not, I'm no, it's just pointless. I went, I went. Well, how to, was it pointless if that's what it is? I had an upper respiratory thing first. I went to go see a doctor. They're like, yep, upper respiratory thing. Here's some steroids. I got better in three days and then it got worse <laughs> after that. Well, this seems like this is like an ongoing and thing. And they made me take a COVID test. Yeah. And of course I was COVID negative and I still paid 160 bucks for a COVID test that I was negative to. And they were like, mm. it's just a good idea to do. No, I think this is, this to me sounds like something that's like you develop something either or like it's a chronic thing that is not going away. So, And I think, which I mentioned before, it's something <clears throat> to do with your tonsils. Yeah, so then the, well, the other option to take my tonsils out. Mm. I'm not taking my tonsils out. Why? You don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need my tonsils. No, they're too big. Do you have your tonsils? Yeah. Okay, so why do I have to get rid of my tonsils? <laughs> because they're making you lose your voice. Oh, do you think it's gonna be like a quick like run in and run out, take tonsils yeah, out? No, it's gonna be quick. No, it's gonna be a straight up like hospital admission. Yeah. I, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> Actually, and I, I have heard um Kyle, do you have any tonsils though? Yeah. Lucky. Tonsil tonsillectomies yeah. are um uh harder to he- recover from when you're an adult versus when you're a kid. So yeah. So it would be harder. But in the long run, I think you, if this is why you keep losing your voice, and do you feel like your throat is like scratchy no, and hurting? No, no pain at all. It's just frustration in my and voice. And do you feel like your res- upper respiratory is like fine? That's all. I'm sorry. These are the questions I'm only willing to consult with my physician. Okay. Well, lucky for you. Let me get my stethoscope out. Stethoscope. 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 Sure. Harper, she took her little one out yesterday and was like checking for or putting it here on my heart. Mom, let me listen. No, I have a feeling she's not licensed. Well, it's pink and there's, it, And there's a button. It's plastic. There's a button that you can press that makes a heart sound. Yeah, so I don't know. If you ask me, it sounds legit. 
I here's my here's my theory. If I give myself seven days of not using my voice, which actually kind of be incredible, to be honest, you it kind of be cush. Be. Where like the kids want something, and I just kind of mime like, it. No, that's like, why I, I get I your whiteboard. Except you probably just drop penises all over it. So well, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> and just show the voice. Yeah. <laughs> Any chance you can get. You, I feel like you have there. You have to do something. It, because it keeps going up and down and you keep it keeps getting worse when when you use your voice sure you should at least do maybe like three days of just trying to either just whisper or okay great so today's friday how about i whisper uh tomorrow saturday and uh sunday saturday Including, sunday yeah so will that make you happy Where well i, I don't know because sunday's a super bowl <laughs> it's not like i'm that invested in football do you even know who the teams I are? I don't know who's playing. You don't? I literally have no idea. I've heard something in like <laughs> passing that the Eagles are doing good, the Chiefs are doing good. Those are the two teams that are playing in the Super Bowl. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Look at me. I'm just, I'm just a lucky stallion right now. Uh, are they really the two Eagles and the, and yeah, the Chiefs? Yeah, Eagles and Chiefs. Oh, well, look at me. Super Bowl. So why even, fo- why even follow football if you can just like guess it? If you can just guess it. Well, who are you going to root for? Birds fly high. In the sky. Um, who would you root for? I, I'm going to root for whoever our kids root for, which I bet you it's the, the Chiefs. Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Our boys, are, Jack, Jack is Jack, obsessed. Yeah, yeah, Jack so said I, Chiefs. I have zero horse. I have no horses in this in the race. <laughs> no horses in the race. Huh? No, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to watch for the food. I'm going to make some good food. So what time are people coming over? Because Beckham <laughs> wants to go skiing. and I On Sunday? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're gonna Is this the, a podcast this, topic? I, I, just guess, I guess you're going to tell the kid that well, we're skiing. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to talk about on this podcast about our little side side thing that we're working on. Do you feel like this is the time to share? That we're getting a divorce? Yeah. Guys, this is the last podcast. Sorry, episode one seventeen. We, we tried it. The one eighteen. Yeah, the uh, the pantry video that will be really the broke us up. Really, broke no, us. that pantry podcast episode. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that one really, really uh, did. Yeah, listen. we listened to you it back. Thought, you thought it was clickbait that it's going to be the end of us, and uh, it's you're but right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was it's, true. It's, it's the end of us. Those are those closet uh, arguments. About cleaning out the closets. Yep. Really so, did so, it. So set, set the situation up for us. <coughs> so um, going back a couple of years, this is how it all started. <laughs> okay. No. So we bought property in Garden Valley to build a cabin a couple of years ago. That was going to start this spring. Um, But you were kind of hesitant because first of all there was a couple things you wanted or you were nervous about a new build so the cabin was going to be a straight up from the ground up build it's not a remodel um and i know that made you nervous and then also the drive so driving to garden valley is about what an hour and a half yeah it's a solid hour from our house door to door door to door there's no door but you're doing every single day 
yeah, to have to do that drive every day to work on this cabin. And, and it's, you not a, would. it's not a scary drive. There's nothing about that. That's not why I was nervous. I was nervous because with Kyle, he yeah, has his own you family. have to figure out. I have my family yeah. every single day. So, what would your like timeline be in terms of? Would you go up every day? What hours would you be up there every day? Would this project take a lot longer because you would only go up certain? You know, so there's like a lot of logistical reasons. So then, probably like a couple months ago. Maybe before Christmas, what do you think? We decided yeah, to wait on the time. cabin and start looking for an investment property here locally, Boise area. Um, and we ended up finding first one house, but it ended up selling pretty quickly. And that one was rough well and the idea was get uh because the series for the cabin was gonna be like a cabin in the woods and it's like an a-freight cabin so we had a series title we had right like a plan like what's the storyline like we went from like buying land to excavation to like every segment yeah. build up so it would just be like this video series Correct. of building this from then the story got changed when we got inspired with the idea like well what if we because i was afraid of that where if we go get a mortgage on that build, and I've never built before, there's no room for error, and somebody who's never built from ground up logistically, like I don't know how to not lose money right. because I've never done it. So I am essentially going to lose money, um, you know, here and there constantly, whether it's, you know, you know, not booking things the right time, and next right. thing you know, being out with the cabinet people, and you're paying extra on mortgages, and you're screwed up on here and that because you're not remodeling you actually have to you do have to hire out certain jobs a hundred percent and and i was planning on that yeah. plus when you're a general contractor who is managing the build this is not your first rodeo so you're kind of like you know what the what the calendar looks like you know when you need to call certain people out you need to know when you book certain things out it's it's like a whole like it's an art form and uh, until one of our buddies kind of pitches like, well, what if you did like a, <laughs> you okay? I might have a cough attack. <laughs> a cough attack. <coughs> my, one of my buddies was like, well, what if we did a. Can I have some beer water? Sure. Uh, no. I, well, here, I'll tell you what. Here. You, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it because I don't want what you want. Who you have. Um, you definitely don't. He's like, what if we did like a quick flip so it frees up a little bit of money for you so therefore you can make room for mistakes? And I thought that was a great idea. And I, and I said, why don't we do like almost like a crack house kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Like we took an abandoned house or like this whatever kind of thing, like something in terrible, terrible, terrible condition, mm -hmm. abandoned if we could. And we looked at a couple and one really stood out. Like it was, it was this little about a thousand square foot little place and it had an attached garage to it. Like there was one of the rooms had a desk on cinder blocks. Like it was, it was really <laughs> creepy basement that was never finished. Like it was the perfect thing. But when you go get something like that, you got to get a loan for it. And the bank won't give you a loan for just a house. It has to be a livable home. Yeah. And, they won't do a loan for certain things. And in that situation, the attached garage, they just attach essentially like a carport kind of thing. And there was like a five square foot section that it was like sinking down. 
And at that point, they're like, we can't finance this. And so mm-hmm. unless you buy it out cash outright, you can't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we, we couldn't get that one. So that one, yeah. And it ended up selling, I'm sure, an investor. Yeah, it was a great location. <clears throat> it was an up-and-coming area. So it would have been a great investment opportunity. But for that section, it, it and the whole house needed a lot of love. I mean, the siding was shot. You know, the uh, the inside of the all the windows were shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the flooring, the walls were fine, but there's going to be some there's going to be some finagling that I had to do because it was it was the weirdest setup in the world that I've ever seen in the house where you walk in into this like low ceiling, one story, three bedroom, one bath place, and right square down in the middle, like you walk in, it's the living room, and then the next wall. Behind that wall is the the kitchen, but in that wall that divides from the kitchen to the living room is a staircase that's boxed out, so with a door, to goes into the unfinished basement, like square down the middle. That's so weird. And if you want to want to create this open concept, it looks bigger. Like you can't because there's a staircase. There's a door, yeah. And the furnace is there, so you'd. So at first I saw that place and I was like, this is not the one. It doesn't have the right bones for it. And then I slept on it, I thought about it, and I was like, let me see it again. So I went back and looked at it again, and I was like, okay, so here's what we do. It's an unfinished basement, that means like there's dirt all around. In fact, there's like a chicken coop down there below. But the only important part there that was there was the furnace. And it was actually an upgraded new furnace. Like that's the only nice new thing about this place. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, so what if we move the furnace upstairs somewhere in this like small little utility closet, and then we cover off the 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 like close off the the entrance to the basement knock down the wall out and then just put an entrance to the basement just to keep it and have it from the outside kind of like a doomsday bunker kind of mm-hmm. thing that was a great option and then but you thought of that yeah later later but but i i also we couldn't get financing on that house right right so, so it's like that wouldn't work yeah, so anyway, it ended up selling, and so we kept looking. Um, and the whole purpose was to inv- or buy this house, and then to, that way you can remodel it. That's your comfort level. Right. Is And then, obviously, it's in town. You're not driving so far. Yes. And that place was the like content. a 20-minute drive, yeah. Yeah, and then we found this other house probably like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Let's say almost a month now. Um, you found it. I didn't even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I only saw pictures There's of it. There's a lot of we in this conversation right now. Well, Although, excuse me, both our names are gonna be on the sure, mortgage. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, so it's definitely you because it's gonna be your I'm I'm teasing. Project. I'm teasing. <laughs> don't you don't have to give disclaimers. So it's, when it's, we paint and it's, when it's, we it's all we. It's it is we. Mm. It's gonna be all you doing the work, but it's a we project. Yeah. Um, so so the big thing was there's there's this fine line with investment where you go, I can get a place and transform it, but then there's another line where you go, yes, you can transform you can get a place, you can transform it, but then is there a market for that place? Right. So meaning can you A rent it out to somebody and then repeat the process all over? Or can you B sell the place to somebody? for that amount of money that you've already invested into it, get your money out and then continue the process again. And that's the that's the fine line. Like you you can buy the most 
the, the most broke down house with the best story to it. But if you can't get your money out of it, that's, that's yeah. that it's at least in You're the very losing. beginning stages of investment, like it, it, it's, it's a hard sell. Yeah. So that's my fear that I'm going through. Right. So it then, has to be in the right location. Correct. Or decent location, like not so far where, you know, the commute's going to be like super long or just the area. Like like you said, an up, up and coming areas are great or something that's like close to um, like the mall or just like areas where there's, I don't know, s- certain locations like well, yeah. stores. That, pe- and- that people are like driven towards. Yeah. So my realtor, Mark, and if you're a local, DM me. I'll send you his contact. Here's what's great thing about Mark. And Mark's a really good friend of ours and he's my golfing buddy and that's why I was playing with today. He gave me the spreadsheet on the second house and he's like, this is what rent's going for. This is what houses are being sold for. Here's what you can potentially put in and get out. So he breaks down all the numbers logistically so it helps me have a clear picture. So that he's an incredible human being in that aspect. But like one of the places we went to go look at and it was literally just one, it's like on the outskirts. I'm trying to remember what the name of the little city town is actually, not even a city, but it's it, it's not far. It was like 40 minute drive. Oh, you told me was it Wilder? It, no. It's kind of like though it's past Wilder. It's it's in that little area, and you know, realtors are kind of funny when there's a when they put out a listing, they are very creative with their writing because in this place they they said to come look at they it, said right? close to shopping centers and new and up and coming restaurants and stuff like that. We're like, okay, well that that all hits the the target audience. Let's go check it out. And we're driving through cornfields and wheat fields, and we finally get into this little place. And there's literally like two gas stations, an auto mechanic shop, and then like a coffee shop or something like that. And that's it. Like the nicest car is maybe like a 2020, or sorry, 2015 car or something like that. Like there's, it's not like one that you go, oh, if I, if we buy this, Remodel. We'll be able to sell it for so much. Either yeah. either sell it for so much, or like even best case scenario is, or worst case scenario, you go like we'll rent it out. There's not a lot of people who are like we're moving to this area. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's kind of the people who kind of grew up around that area, and they just kind of said we want to go do our own thing, and they went and just got their own place. So as people, an investment property, people from there make sense. So if Boise is like the like the the center hub, the city center. Nobody lives in that area and they commute to Boise. That's just not a thing. They they mostly have a job in that area over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that was like another marker. Melba, wasn't it Melba? Melba, it was yeah. Melba. <laughs> and uh, it was that point that I was like, I don't, like we can do this, we can remodel it, it'll look great. But when it comes to either renting it out or getting rid of it, it just it, doesn't make a whole lot of it sense. It just does yeah. not make a whole so lot of sense. So this property we you ended up finding that you liked was pretty close to the mall. It was kind in of Boise, in yep. Boise yep. in like the middle of everything. So commute, if you wanted to go downtown, you're not too far away. If you wanted to go to Meridian or like any kind of the village and any um, these like just big places that people... Big are, hubs, yeah. Hubs people like to go to. You're pretty close to all of that, which is great. So you end up finding this house and it was listed for way under yeah. what houses are going for in that area. Way under. And there's a little bit of an argument because the interest rates are really high right now. They're like 8%, mm-hmm. which 
if you go like from what you got into at a low like three or four percent to eight percent, that's a significant mortgage that you're paying for. Right. So that has to be a big factor. Um, in that location, it's a prime location. It's close to the mall. It's close to the city center. It's a small little eleven hundred square foot, you know, ish little home, three bedroom, two bathroom. Uh, it was decent. Obviously, run down, you know, needs new siding, everything new inside, blah, blah, blah. It was like but the perfect, it was a perfect fixer upper. It, and it was a perfect, like, that was a perfect little uh, starter home for, like, mm-hmm. I remember when you and I got married, that's a home that we that rented from it. your parents. It yeah. was this little 1,100, 1,000 square foot home, three bedroom, two bathroom, it was tiny, one floor, but it was a great location. And you right. go, well, we can really spice this thing up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was really under budget and the whole thing was it's being put on the market by an estate so the lady that lived there she passed away not in the home but she passed away the estate everything was in our state they put it up for sale so when we went do a walkthrough me and the realtor uh you know i was me as somebody who's been working on houses enough time Everything looked decent and just worn out on the outside, Mm -hmm. far more decent on the inside, more dated when I say decent on the inside. But the only thing that really stood out on the inside was there was a fake wall, like a faux wall, like a separating wall between the kitchen and the living room. And of the faux wall, there's a section of the faux wall that just had a post, Mm -hmm. which is pretty classic. You know, you could see over, just bring more natural light. Well, that post that's connected to the ceiling had a disconnect by maybe like half an inch, maybe even a little bit less than that. But you can see there's caulking that they put in there, but there's still a disconnect. So you kind of go, okay, Uh either the roof is damaged or the floors are damaged. So either the roof is rising or the floor is sinking. Mm. So that was one part. And I was like, well, we can figure that out. And there's another little section on that wall, on the ceiling wall connection thing. That I did the same thing, but not as much. And was, was that like, oh, post like load bearing? So it's were- not. No. So oh. I really anticipated getting rid of that post. Right. So I was like, well, that's not a big deal. We get rid of it. Obviously, it's not load bearing because there's a disconnection. Cool. And then as that we went through the house, one of the rooms on the floor had like maybe two or three very symmetrical, clear, twenty-four inch long by maybe one inch like wide lines that were like purplish blue. But they're very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it was so symmetrical, I was thinking, okay, well, that's definitely water damage or best case scenario, somebody had hair dye, like blue hair dye or something on the counter of a, like a nightstand and it spilled and it Went seeped through. into the, yeah. the legs of it. But it was so symmetrical that I was like, that I'm not worried about it. Even right. if even even if it is mold, it's probably from like a fish tank that over like spilled, and it's that just was like the one legs, little area, legs of yeah. that exactly. So that house, because um, I saw pictures and I kind of thought the same thing. Like it didn't look like mold; it kind of looked almost like even. Um, like if like a heater was there or something. Something that was placed. Like, like, yeah. Yes, it was so strategically so, placed. And on top of that, there was nothing mentioned like anywhere about any kind of damage. Well, you don't in the listing. Do they? No, so that don't. was my question. When you list a house and you don't mention something big, like obviously like what if there was a fire? Sure. 
mold, these big, big no-nos that people are really afraid of, are you supposed to disclose that as a seller? Aren't you? So, uh, yes and no. So, uh, certain states, if somebody passed away in the house, they have to disclose it. Not right. in Idaho. California, you do. I believe Washington, you have to. So, if somebody died in the house, you have to disclose it. Right. Not in Idaho. Uh, second thing is, I remember looking some of our previous mortgage paperwork from our previous houses. They said that, um, to your best knowledge, do you know that there's anything oh. wrong with that house? Mm. So, so there's a lot of gray area. Well, you could it, say it, I didn't know. Well you, well, you could definitely say that if you're the estate. But if you're the seller, like you're the owner of the house, that lady passed mm -hmm. away, but this is the estate. The estate doesn't uh, know. They don't know. So yeah. they clearly go like, I don't know anything. But if you're the seller and you go, yeah, that flooded and that actually is mold, then yes, you're liable you to, to it. Yeah. So in this situation, it's the estate selling it. It's the, the, the kids of this lady. They don't know if it's mold or not. I mean, at least I'm, I'm assuming. They know they it's probably just like something. Although I, there's a part of me that thinks that they, they did knew. know. That's why Because there's some wall sections that they put kills on. Well, kills is K-I-L-L-Z. It's a, it's a primer. There's a certain type of primer from kills that uh, seals off mold. Ah, <clears> interesting. So, so somebody knew. Right. So... Uh, we so we jump into this in this process. I assumed that was just a fish tank thing that I was like, cool, yeah. I can repair that. And we then there's a few splats on some walls. And again, I was like, cool, that's not an issue. We end up getting under contract on this house. We put an offer. They take our offer. They say they'll take our offer because it seems like because we matched somebody else's offer and they were like, we chose you because you seem like you'd be pretty easy to work with. And that's a lot to do with our realtor, realtor because he's very good at communication. Mm. And so we go through this whole thing where like, I'll do the inspection if we need to. Now it's a big question of like the appraisal. Will the house appraise? Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody knows any kind of market. It's, if the house is not appraised, then the you have either have to pay cash for, the remaining part doesn't get appraised, or you can't get a mortgage on mm -hmm. it. So in this situation, the appraiser comes in and we already worked out a deal that, hey, if it doesn't appraise, we'll cover up to X amount kind of thing right. for the appraisal. Because I knew the potential of even of rental. Has, I was yeah. like, it's close to the mall. It's close to Boise. Like, this will be a great opportunity. And so the appraiser walks through. And the appraisers don't really have any kind of inspection inside. And so, at least to my best of my knowledge. But he started pulling some carpets off the ground which i didn't know they can do that yeah, yeah. but he found one spot in a bedroom which was adjacent to the laundry room another room and then the basement and essentially there was There's a basement uh, not a basement sorry oh, a crawl space crawl space yeah and essentially what it ended up coming down to was there was so much mold uh that though and everything all the mold was the problem of the mold from the water was fixed, but the mold wasn't taken care of. So one of the problems was the water heater blew up and then it flooded the room, the laundry room and the room adjacent to that. And the that's obviously the mold. The water heater got changed out. But the water... But the water never... moisture is still there, so it, it damaged it. The mold grew. Then it was an outside faucet connect to the wall where you put your garden hose whatever mm -hmm. uh that was leaking and it was leaking into the wall that faucet got repaired but the water damage was still there they didn't so that spread. air it out exactly so that's another place 
And the third place was the siding uh, seeped in some water and that caused the trusses, not the trusses, uh, the floor joists to twist. And back then, not that it was that old of a house, but it was still like a late 90s home. Instead of putting floor joists every two feet, which is today's code, those floor joists back then were every four feet. That's why houses that are like early 90s, they have more chances of squeaky floors mm. just because there's not enough. Not uh, tight, yeah. Exactly. The more the more floor joists are there. So they had it every four feet instead of every two feet. And one or maybe, I think they even said one and a half. There's a mold remediation company that came in and it, it twisted the floor joist, so therefore it disconnected the connection to the the ceiling where that kitchen divider post uh, was. So that's what caused it so to- So that go- caused it a little bit of a sink. Mm. So, so after the appraiser came, um, we had to have a mold, what did you say? Remediation, remediation company, yeah. Company come out, like a disaster company basically. Exactly. And give a quote to see what it would be to fix it because um, you also can't to, get a loan if there's mold, the mold in the yeah. house. They are it to has to be off. taken yeah. care of before, and then any kind of I think structural damage yeah. they and, have, you have and, to take care of. Too. Yeah. So those two issues that you just said, yeah. we couldn't get a loan in the house until that was done. So then we started the process of figuring out or getting this quote from this disaster yeah place. so one company was like and the house was going to be a content house so we're going to make all the content around it and to be honest like the worse shape that house is in the better it is for content for content because it's this extreme correct makeover so yeah. we got one company to come out they're they're a mold remediation company they were going to get rid of all the mold seal it all off obviously they're going to cut holes in the walls cut holes in the floor uh, and then we we're like, give Leave us a it. quote for you not to f- like patch things back up. Just fix the problem, but don't patch it back up. And they gave us like a really decent, decent quote. Yeah. It was a really decent quote. And then um, we had another company come in and they gave us a quote for like start to finish. Like we'll do it and then we'll patch it up. And that was on the high end. Now I knew that that was probably That was be- right around the... The amount you were yeah. talking about, which was what, like twenty five thousand dollars? It was twenty five grand, yeah. And so, it's not like we're already getting this house for cheap. We're no, at, we we're, already we're like at the right amount to not yeah. being under like oh, like like under our feet on it. But it was Upside down. It was yeah. The, yeah, it was the most appropriate number for it. But now you're tackling another twenty five grand before you can even remodel this house. Right. At that point, you're like, I'm just barely gonna get by, if not get lose a little bit of money right. in this house. So that makes you nervous. Yeah, especially with that with an, with, with an investment property, right. and right. and we couldn't just go with the first um, quote where they just get rid of the mold, cut the holes in, and leave it because you also can't get a loan if there's any kind of like things. Right? Wasn't that the whole issue too? What? Any kind of structural stuff that's not finished. Well, that's, what I, that's yeah. what I was going with is is you can't just go with this low quote because we could have gone with low quote, but it would, apart from patching things back up, it's not a livable space. So therefore, the, the bank won't lend you the money for that place. So you can't just be like, let's go with the people who said it's going to be very cheap to fix the mold, but not patch it back mm-hmm. up and we do it ourselves. It has to all be done. So at that point, you only thing you're left with is either you walk away and saying, cool, we can't get this house, or you have a conversation with the sellers and be like, hey, what if we went 50-50 on this? Yeah. We'll pay half of the cost to fix and patch up, and you pay half 
or fix and patch up. And then and, and then at that done. point we go get a mortgage and you know yeah. boom we walk away. We from were already it. like basically almost we were in the process so like we were exactly. getting close to closing exactly. Um, but then this came up and so that was the next step was we t- uh, we had a realtor talk to the sellers to see if we could split it 50-50 and they came back and said no. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of interesting because they had other offers and some of them were cash offers, but those cash offers were lower. They well, I think they were not far off, but the the downfall is, is that we are the only ones who know what happened to that house with I the know. the mold. Well, that's why it's interesting to me because if you're a seller of a house and even if they didn't know there was mold, now they know how much mold there is. But now they don't go back to disclosing that. I know, but the, the thing is, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like now the same thing is going to happen with the next buyer. Correct. Even if it is a cash offer, they're not going to want to put another 25000 into it like to get rid of that. Well, at that point, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Because if you have cash, you're not dependent... What you and I, in a very fortunate slash unfortunate way, got lucky because we had an appraiser have this red flag. Yeah, it's like whoa, there's a there's mold. It wasn't even an inspection; it was the appraiser, which is and, interesting. And, and let's say in the back of my mind, I was like, cool, yeah, it's probably a fish tank. It's probably just a four by eight sheet of mold right there below it. Yeah, but. Even if you had a house inspected, those guys are not a, like they're not. It's not a professional. It's not mold a mold company. company. They're not like scanning things or anything like that. Yeah. So in that situation, we almost got lucky in a sense that we didn't lose a bunch of money on having a house that's riddled with mold. Uh, right. Versus this cash offer, they go, "Hey, they might not even inspect it, and they well, don't have to." Right. They don't have to, and if they don't, they go, "Cool, we're lucky. Let's get it." And now, cash offers don't have to appraise either. Now, if they're smart, they go like, wait, why didn't the... Because they're probably going to say, gonna like, ask. why didn't the other people want it? Yeah. And if they're smart, they're going to go, we're going to get an inspector. Mm-hmm. And Most that, people will. Right. Especially on a house Correct. that kind of... You could see structural things Correct. happening. Um, but Very interesting because I feel like as a seller, I would want to do whatever it took to... Because our offer was already so much more than their asking price. Correct. That having to pay an, an extra 15 when you're getting 40 over asking correct 45 right. is like nothing well and that was that was the that's why the, it didn't make sense that's what that's where our realtor he mark was really good about going like hey listen we there's no chance of them paying 100% for it even you're paying a premium for this house yeah but there's a chance it'll split it because if if you're the parent if you're the kid sorry of the parent who passed away, and this is in the state, you're just trying to cover up or close all the loose ends, close all the doors, right. and just go on with your life. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is nickel and dime things. So for you to this be wasn't like, even your house. Okay. Yeah. How about we drop the price by X? You pay that, and then we we just have a quick sell. Now right. you have to start the process all over again for these new buyers to discover the mold, and then you go through this process again. again. Yeah, and you're just prolonging this band aid thing. I know. That's why, it, like, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. Is usually people just want to get it done and over with and be like, okay, especially because our our contract was for a much higher price than they were asking for. Now, that was strategic. That, that was strategic. That was 100%. 100% the, strategic. The lower the but, price you make, the more eyes you get to come yes. watch. But it's like, 
if there was so many other people wanting the house, yeah, they're going to ask questions. I'm like, wait right. a second, this house is back on the market? Or why didn't it sell when it was pending? I did see it, actually. I was on Zillow the other day. Um, I think it's because uh, it used to say pending and now it's just saying for sale. Uh -huh. But they bumped it up to 250 They bumped <coughs> the price up. Another 10 Interesting. So I wonder if that's a tactic too, because <coughs> why bump it up ten? Well, it could be a hundred percent a strategy. We instead of you going like you went on the market and off the market, you go, uh, you the the sellers closed like uh, said no, we're not doing the deal. We can get more money out of this uh, thing. That's a, that's another strategy. It there's so much. It's I such, know it's, it's so such strategic. War everything. tactics like yeah. what's what do you do? Because if they bumped the price down or kept the price went from like pending to now pending again for the same price then the people go how come but because they marked it just a little bit higher you're almost right. like it's like reverse psychology on people like wait a second exactly. it's higher maybe they didn't go through with it because yeah yeah very interesting but anyway that one wasn't meant to be but all to say like we are still on the hunt to find this uh Diamond investment. in the rough. Diamond yeah. in the rough. Yeah. Exactly. Diamond in the rough. Something that um, needs a whole lot of love and, you know, right location. Yeah. Uh, right I'm excited for this. Bones. New, new, yeah, it has to have bones for sure. I, I am excited for this new piece of content project house because... Because you're going to be out of the equation, I'm going <laughs> to save so much money. <laughs> That is your favorite part. That is my favorite part. I don't have to be like, hey, I was going to do this. And you go, oh, it's not cute. How about we get tile? That's 10x. But like how much more do you think you could sell it for? Because it's going to look 10x not better. A, not a lot. Not a lot more. <laughs> not a lot more. So I guess the whole point of this is I'm not going to be involved at all in this house. Yeah. And I don't know if you're bothered by it or not. I don't know either. I have to be honest with you. You got a little bit weirded out. You did this little passive aggressive thing where I told Mark to put an offer on this house when I saw it and you never saw it. And you're like, uh, I never even saw the house. And I was like, yeah, because every house that we bought, you've cried about because you didn't love it. And I saw the vision behind it and therefore we made money on all the houses. But that's different because that's a house, those are all houses I was going to be living in so, so it had to be perfect so do you want to let me ask you this do you want to see the house strictly to be like i'm part of a thing <laughs> or do you want to see it because you want to weigh in on what we're gonna no do? to be honest with you i don't because i don't want you much. to weigh in i would like you to, don't want me to weigh in no i i would love for you to weigh in if if it comes down to me like okay, here's one of the things you know what we should do what it should be like a game every single when you remodel this house that we get we should, it should be like a game, like how can you, um, what is it? Uh, let me think of the right words. What is the least expensive like product you can buy for this room? Well, you mean like how much of an, on a budget we can spend? Yeah, <laughs> like how, how That's a game low, for you? Yeah, that's a game, a game for, for me. Can I stay on budget? That's a game for you? That's what normal so people you do. Should, this should be like, it will be like a game. So you can give me like a number. Like this, this is what it's gonna be for you to b b buy. Like all the hardware, lighting, you have to stay under this price. It's gonna be like prices right. Me is easy for you. You'll be like, I guess we yeah. can't have this house. 
<laughs> like, you know what? This room is never getting done. No, yeah, no. The, for me, it's that's what I'm looking for. That's what a yeah. normal investing person goes I think goes I want to like. be part of the process in terms of like, I love pulling like a room together and like adding the the lighting I think will look really good or a specific type of tile or, you know, like colors for me. It's a but big you one. Gotta, you got to figure out in the back of your brain how to distinguish between this is the elite beautiful yeah. thing to this is both beautiful and affordable. Yeah, yeah. You don't, right now, you don't. Well, I think that's that. why. I think it would be a fun game because I don't. Why can't we have this fun game as this current house that we're in? And I could have saved so much more money. Because <laughs> it's our house. I could have. I spent two, nice I spent two thousand dollars on our pantry that I could have saved money on, and somehow we're now just starting this game. <laughs> Wait a sec. What did I buy that was expensive for the pantry? The tile. The tile was that expensive. Bad. It was five hundred. It. it was we, we split that. We split that. <laughs> No, I I get it. Did it's you know just... that? Did you know that in a very long time, the only thing that I I crunched the numbers, the only thing I stayed on budget was Harper's bunk bed. You did. I stayed right on budget, like exactly on budget. And that's because, but I still had a like a big say in you, all those things. Yeah, because I went on the back end and had to find ways to save on lumber. Oh. I used MDF instead of plywood. I see. So that thing's gonna fall apart in seconds. <laughs> She can't go up in the loft. She can't. She cannot lean. <laughs> Nobody can sit on there. She cannot lean on anything, and she can't stay longer than a second <laughs> on the bed. stairs. All she can do is like literally sleep. In fact, I was going to set up a little cot next to the bed for her just to sleep, sleep on. With, <laughs> this is, but this is content. <laughs> this is content. This is what it comes down to, yeah. being on budget. Well, I think it'll be fun for me to, you know, what? really really try to stay on budget. I swear to you. If you at one point hit me with a high number for anything, you're out. I'm out. You're so out. <laughs> In fact, how about you start a new series is how to remodel your house on a budget. Ooh, I like it. Okay? I like it. Start thri thrifting, start finding deals, start couponing because I can't do another house like this. Couponing. <laughs> I can't do another house Well, like that's this. what I mean is like when it's not your own home and you know that it's specifically for an investment and you're going to either you know, flip it in the long run. Yeah, but you're you're talking to an audience that, that will potentially do that to their house. So you can't just go find some tile if if that's it has to be quality enough, obviously, but also budget friendly is Correct. what you're saying. Yeah. So when you and I had this conversation about backsplash in the pantry, <clears throat> you said, Look at all these tiles and I was like, Cool, we only need thirty four, thirty five square feet of it. There's not a lot. And somehow you're still coming at me with $600 worth of backsplash. And I'm like, this is the smallest amount of backsplash I've ever done. How is it that we're still at this high amount of dollars? And you're like, because all the cute stuff is expensive. All the cute stuff is expensive. You got to be able to, if you really want to give value on social media, try to find stuff that's cute and inexpensive. And I think people at that point be like, well, run to yeah. it. So I agree with that. The only problem for me in this house is... You live here. If you want something unique and different, which is what we all want in our homes, especially at being like a designer, I always am looking for something that's like different and new and like something that isn't overdone sure. and super trendy. So in that sense, a lot of stuff that's like unique is going to be really expensive, which is annoying. So, so annoying, Kyle. <laughs> but, but when it's like an investment property, you don't have to think, like I don't, it could still be like different and like 
in terms of colors and things like that. But tile, you can still find stuff that's like pretty quality and still budget friendly because I'm not looking for stuff that's like super unique. Hey, like the it. green hey, tile. Hey, prove, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> you can't, you, right now, you're giving me a motivational speech. Prove it. I will. Prove it. With this next investment property, everything from do like, chandeliers to tile okay. to flooring. So we to should do like if, if I, it will be like a, a bet. If I go over budget or if I stay under budget, you should like owe me something. <laughs> if you stay under budget, yeah. I'll give you that budget that you stayed under more towards the next budget. How about that? The next room. <laughs> the next room. That's, that's the only appropriate yeah. way. Whatever you save, you get to add to the next budget. Yeah. But th that's where the value comes in. You can't right. just be like, okay, and today we're remodeling only 30 square feet with $600. Like that's not. Okay, but in my defense, okay, our house got appraised for so much more than we thought it would. And because it looks amazing, that's why. And you did all the work. And it's because of that $600 tie on the pantry. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. JK, JK. But. I think you're right. You have to find value in terms of not losing money. Every bit on of tile flip. that I've ever gotten for this house, like flooring tile, was because you found a very expensive option and I found a very attractive, least expensive option at Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> well that well that's the next thing is like if you're gonna go with like a least or more budget friendly option, you're gonna you have to go to these like Lowe's, Home Depot, big box stores to yeah. get this stuff. Find little diamonds is, in the rough. Yeah, let people. It's just know. harder to find. I think more unique products. Those kind of places. Yeah, but the <clears throat> thing about the unique products. Okay, so shiplap, right? It's unique, right? Vertical shiplap. We have vertical shiplap in the pantry. You can't see that vertical shiplap. You could probably only see like three inches of it on top because there's stuff in front of it, obviously. But what you can do is go, hey, here's something that doesn't look so extravagant and so unique, but if you pair it with this other thing that's also inexpensive, therefore there now it stands out, like greenery or, or mm. textures or whatever. Or, or I think paint. Paint is going to go a long way. Sure, but there's ways, like there has to be this trend. Like right now, okay, here's a little like like secret to social media influencing that is very untapped. The same way as affordable housing is very difficult to find for people and therefore there's companies that are creating uh, unique ways to create affordable housing, whether it's a kid house they get or whatever. The same thing is like there has to be an affordable way to, for you to remodel your house that doesn't include for you to go take a home equity line of credit out for $100,000 to remodel your bathroom and your kitchen and that's it. Mm -hmm. The more opportunities you give them by saying here's Formica countertops that you can make to look like marble or here's concrete countertops that you can do by yourself for 200 bucks. Apart from those things, there's not a lot of option because then you gotta go get granite, then you gotta go do this all expensive stuff. If you can paint the picture and sell the dream, then people would want to watch and read. There's not a lot of market out there for people to go, here's a very expensive thing that looks very, very pretty. That 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 ship has been sailing. Well, and I mean, it has been, and I think that's the problem. Is you <clears throat> That's what you see on social media, all these like extravagant homes, beautiful, like 
insane marble countertops, you know, beautiful like wood paneling on everything. You see that all these like crazy light fixtures. Sure. And then you click on the link and that's like, well, that one light fixture is $2,000. Like, but that's what you see. And those are the th- the images that draw, like for me, those are the images that I'm drawn to that stop me in like mid stroll or stroll, scroll are those beautiful images of those homes. So it's like, I guess the, the point is to find maybe like a middle ground of like, yeah, yeah, where you can still make it like really pretty. Like, I, I think what you did was really smart in the bathroom or excuse me, the laundry room and the pantry. You do the Formica countertops, which you're not going to do that in the kitchen because I mean, maybe they used to, but the the whole like grand look like in the well, kitchen, there, people well, don't do that anymore. You can put it in the bathroom too. But like, bathrooms or like if you want to save money. <laughs> Allocate a little bit of money towards the kitchen to put the the, the nice courts. stuff. Yeah, sure, you can go. I'll save money there, but you'll save. Oh, sorry, you're not saving money there, but you'll save money in the pantry and the multiple bathrooms. So now, where it comes to two hundred bucks, that'll cost you for two bathrooms each, four hundred bucks, and a pantry another two hundred bucks. So you're six hundred bucks in the hole for countertops in those areas. You've now just allocated a little bit of more funding towards the kitchen. So people need to see what the options are. I think one of the things that it's an advantage for our YouTube channel is that we do a price breakdown at mm-hmm. the end of the thing. And my budget's always 1500 bucks for things. So if you can alloc- teach people how to do something, people can find 1500 bucks, but they can't find 10 grand. Right. You know what I mean? So, so if you can give them options to be like, I can make this look like a $10,000 kitchen with only 1500 bucks, that's a whole different conversation. Or you figure out ways, like, I feel like there's certain things where it's worth, like, the price, and then there's certain things you can probably go around, right? Like, for me, in the kitchen, having, like, a pretty quartz countertop was, like, important. I wanted that, mm. right? And I even think in bathrooms, like, th- that's one thing people notice immediately is, like, the countertop but then when it comes to maybe like the oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought the cabinets instead of doing all new cabinets you either do new faces cabinet faces and then paint it or just paint them like we did in our old house like i think there's ways i think there's certain things that are worth the what do they say the splurge and certain things that are not Right. To me, everything's worth a splurge. <laughs> well, if you're the one that's paying for the splurge, sure. Uh, Here's another part, though, is people need to remember that just because you got your first starter home doesn't mean you have to go and make it absolutely perfect. Yeah. You, If you don't plan to stay there. Well, if it's not the forever home or it's not a long-term home, it's just the starter home, that's the perfect time for you to be like, I'm going to allocate certain things they're going to increase the value or at least curb appeal. To so make people go, oh, wow, this looks that, pretty in That's going to make yeah. people either want to either pay more because they're in the bidding war with another buyer or they're going to want to, uh, you know, either pay more or, or get, get into this pay, bidding war because you caught their attention. Mm-hmm. And then if you made a profit, which you always will, you now have that profit to roll in the next house 
for you to put a little bit more down payment, but also allocate a little bit extra funding for you to be like, okay, now on the next home, we have money for you can granite, bump it up. granite yeah. countertops. We have you know money for uh, countertops in the uh, bathrooms and all that stuff. You now are kind of, because the problem with people doing it is they're buying their first home and they're dropping all of their eggs in one basket. They're dropping all their money, mm-hmm. increasing the value, and guess what? Now you're upside down in, in the house or you're completely even. But it looks the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. Great, but you now have zero equity because you've blown all of your cash into right. it. Well, that's it's the it's the whole mindset of um, instant gratification. Like you want that now versus wanting to or waiting for the next maybe few houses because we we did that. It reminds me of like our process, which only validates my point of getting the nice stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> but like when really we first does. bought our very, very first house, I mean, our projects were so, so our budget was so low for those projects mm-hmm. and we still made a lot of money on that house because it was enough for people to be like, oh, I actually really like the way it looks in here. I like the way it feels. You know, you got like the lighter colors. You have the tile around the fireplace now. Was Before it was all like... Mm-hmm beiges and you know browns and now it's like gray and like you're white. talking about that tri tri yeah yeah you cried house. about that house because the did. kitchen was this mustard yellow oh weird, yeah it looked like a butcher's it was kitchen. like browns and yellows and also so that house we've our very first house we bought was a short sale home and so the person that whoever lived there didn't clean it at all like before because they had no reason to like was sell. Was it cigarette smoke or animal it smoke? It smelled like dogs, dogs. like like wet dogs. Mm-hmm. And there was dog hair everywhere. I remember mm-hmm. I was pregnant with, I don't know, we, have we ever shared this? I was pregnant with Beckham. We and I was share it for another day because we're- I'll really have to share it. Okay. Anyway, but that's kind of what we did. We started with just like really having a really low budget and just doing like the bare minimum of transforming it so that we could sell it and put more money into the next one and have more projects in like a little bit higher budget. And then we moved, did it again, you know, in yeah. this house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And here we are. And here we are. But I, I mean, I love our house. And now because we made it the way we wanted it, I don't really want to ever move. There you go. So well done, Mr. M. Thank you. Well, happy to be here. <laughs> You're just happy to be here. Yeah. With so, your with your melodic voice, so I'm, I'm I'm just happy that we. There's a part of me that is bummed out that we didn't get this house because I wanted to be already ahead of the yeah. like the plan. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of relieved because I the the pieces fell where they did, and we did we didn't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, we and that was the biggest thing is like we have to do this the smart way. The last thing you want to do is buy a house <clears> and realize it's sinking. You know? Yeah, yeah, <clears> I think that's why inspections and appraisals are important and doing it all the right way so we're still on the hunt we have a couple more projects left in this house before we you know you're wanting to move on to the next house anyway but time's a ticking time's a ticking all right folks well thanks so much for putting up with our voices you guys heard it here first the exclusive but yeah we haven't shared this we haven't shared now. this yeah don't tell anybody don't tell don't seriously don't secrets <laughs> uh thanks for listening guys hope you watch on youtube check us out there see you on the next one bye bye